Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from the best and worst of your sports weekend. And don't say the total worst was no football. There are other worst that happened this weekend. We're going to get to that in about ten minutes. To bring some memory to your memory, back on February 9th, ten days ago during Super Bowl week, Demarcus Lawrence, Cowboys defensive end, was on first stick with Stephen A. Smith, Molly Curum, and also Shannon Sharp. And they wanted to know, hey, Demarcus, you guys got the full beating out of you by the Green Bay Packers. Another one-and-done situation for you. What, 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 what happened? All honesty, I think the main thing is who's burned out, man. Uh, you know, long season, um, team dominantly healthy throughout the season. You know, um, the legs get tired. But also, um, you know, you got to give hats off to Green Bay, man. They came out with a great game plan, um, you know, rolling out towards Micah and then running away from me. I feel like, you know, that's that's what they needed to, you know, get their game started. And they jumped on us fast. And what about adjustments? Yeah, adjustments, man. Um, you know, I feel like we went in the locker room and, you know, we came out, you know, ready with our adjustments, but uh, still didn't go the way that we planned it to go. All right, that was 10 days ago. 10 days later, when Demarcus Lawrence's teammate Micah Parsons, their outstanding all-pro defensive end slash linebacker, was on the Stephen A. Smith show, oh, he used that world culture and that some things got to change in Dallas. When I feel like once that regular season ends, and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change. Like, it, it it should never – you should never go into a game like, I'm tired, like, I'm ready to, like, I'm ready to go home. Because that's what's exactly going to happen, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that I would like – that's just something like I don't agree with at all. Like, regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired. Like, I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I would, I would, I would never say I'm tired or I – I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way. Well, Freddie, I think a ton of analysts at our network, a lot of other networks, we've been echoing and saying a lot of these things Mm -hmm. the last few years about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And for me, when it comes to Michael, well, let me say this about Demarcus Lawrence. I thought it was utterly ridiculous that he would go on first take and even say that and let that come out of his mouth about a playoff game. Yeah. Man, even if you felt that way, that's something you keep to yourself. You take you said, that to the grave. Yeah. Man, you 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 said the the quiet part out loud. <laughs> some things you 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 just keep in your heart and you take it with you, man. You don't you don't let out for the world to be able to hear and understand. But for me, when it comes to Michael Parsons, uh, because we hear him through and through, we hear him mm-hmm. so doggone much, and he's a phenomenal player. But you ain't got to tell us you want to change the culture. Show me with your actions. Just change it. Because I would also bring up in four playoff game appearances, he has one sack and zero forced fumbles, 
right? So now it's all about the stars playing like stars. But you want to change the culture? Be that guy then. Yeah. You got to be that guy to change the culture, whether you got to do it amongst you guys. And you don't always have to get behind the microphone to change the culture. You can change the culture with your actions mm-hmm. amongst and within your locker room, but also with your play on a football field. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get into your players. Mm-hmm. We had Delaney Walker on here. Listen, guys, I'm not sitting up here and saying that I was an all-world beat a wide receiver. But if I had to Paul, if I had to get in my teammates' ass, listen, I was going to get in their ass. Whether it was Tony Gonzalez, Delaney Walker, Roddy White, Julio Jones, it mm-hmm. didn't matter. It was what it was because, number one, that's the respect I had for them, number one, as a player, but also yeah. as a brother and as a teammate Okay, to not let anybody slip. And I expect nothing less from them. They did the same thing when it came to me. I feel you in that one. Your way may not work in 2024 because that's right Michael. That yeah, that's Michael Parsons' way of getting his teammates' attention. Because more than ever before, this is not new news here. There's so many different platforms that you can use to get somebody's attention, and professional athletes in this day and age do not mind using those platforms on social media. Although I'm with you, Demarcus Lawrence says something like that. And I hear that on first take. I'm calling his number. Like, bro, why would you put that out there? People already rag on us as it is. Because we don't deliver in the playoffs. Now you gave them another reason to say, S-O-D, same old Dallas. You guys, when things get tough, you guys quit. When things have a chance, you can show exactly what you are. You guys use excuses. We were too tired. We didn't have enough legs. I'm calling my teammate going, I don't care if you felt that way. I get it. You're not the only one. But why would you put that out there when we go through enough nonsense as it is? Because we don't win in those situations. We don't get it done in those situations. And now you let everybody know, here's the reason why. When we get tired, just like in the movie The Green Mile, I'm tired, boss. Dog tired. You can't put that out there. You can do that if you're a prisoner. And you're Michael Clark Duncan. What you're saying, basically, when we get tired... We quit. We don't, we, we don't have that mental, Absolutely. That mental switch we give it to up. push through it. Absolutely. We give it up. You can say those things if you're in the Green Mile. And Tom Hanks shows up, what, everything okay? I'm tired, boss. Dog tired. You can say that in the movie. The Cowboys should be tired of that movie called Quitters. Because anytime they have to produce, they quit all the time. They don't measure up. That's why Michael Parsons felt the need to say, we got to change this culture. Maybe he said that to guys like Demarcus Lawrence. Maybe he said that to guys in the locker room, and it has fallen on deaf ears. So he says, if that approach didn't work, you know in the 21st century, when it comes to sports and entertainment, I know how to get your attention. I'm going to go on a show with one of the biggest sports personalities in the world when it comes to Stephen A. Smith, because I know exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to make sure it gets out. I'm going to make sure you hear it. And now, once again, with the Dallas Cowboys, Harry, what are they going to do about it? Because Micah Parsons has said, I'm tired of guys quitting when they really should not be being in a position to put themselves that way where you don't get it done in the playoffs in the Dallas Cowboys. Freddie, this is your football team. You've been a fan of the Dallas Cowboys for the longest. Mm -hmm. When you look at this team, do you feel like they have a cultural leadership issue? Absolutely. They've had it for a while. They've had it since the 1990s ended with the Dallas Cowboys. They really have. And you know why? Because their owner is determined to be the biggest star. The owner is determined that I want to make sure we win a championship so I'm going to get the majority of the credit. Any championship owner never worries about those kind of things. Golden State Warriors owners, when they have their run, and the run's still not over, they never worried about that. The Lakers, all those years, Jerry Buss was a personality, 
but he never was above Magic, never above Kareem, Michael Cooper, Kurt Rambis, all those guys are winning him championships five years in the 1980s. Championship owners know what's in it for us is winning a championship. You would never see Clark Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs trying to be on the same star line with Patrick Mahomes. He knows one of the reasons he continues to be a multi-billionaire is guys like him that lay it on the line. And when they lay it on the line and they do that, guess what happens? Clark Hunt rewards those players when it comes to financially and sticking up for them. The Dallas Cowboys have always been about substance, always been about flash. But when things really get tough, what do they do? They're not tough. They quit because DeMarcus Lawrence said, when we get tired, we got tired against Green Bay. So we didn't have any legs left. If I'm Micah Parsons, I'll be ready to pull my eyeballs out of my head and pull DeMarcus Lawrence's eyeballs out of his head that he put that information out there about what happened versus Green Bay. Well, I think another thing that, that kind of bothered me a tiny bit was when Michael Parsons said, hey, we're the Dallas Cowboys, we're going we're gonna to get everyone's best shot. Uh, when it comes to playoff football, you're going to get whoever you're playing best shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whether mm-hmm. you got a damn star on your helmet, mm-hmm. a G on your helmet, <laughs> a horse on your helmet, <laughs> a, a bird on your helmet, <laughs> you're going to get whoever you're playing your uh-huh. opponent's best shot regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just because you're the Dallas Cowboys uh-huh. and you're in the playoffs. It's playoff football. Mm-hmm. Things ramp up yeah. for a reason. Yep. There's a trophy on the line. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know. Right. You know what the Cowboys' problem was when they lost to Green Bay, other than the fact that the Green Bay Packers put it on them? They didn't think in a million years they were going to lose before they got the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. They thought for sure having two home playoff games. They already had two in their mind. Man, we play San Francisco again. They were looking ahead already. 100%. Because they did not believe that they were going to lose to Green Bay. And when they were getting their behinds kicked, they didn't know how to handle it. That's everybody in that football team. That's why I say they quit. And I never like to say it about athletes. I never like to say that about teams. But it was apparent against the Green Bay Packers. Everybody, from their quarterback, offensive lineman, all those guys, gave it up. That's why Micah Parsons like, how can you be tired when you don't know exactly how long you're going to be in the playoffs? If he wants to change the culture, he's going to have to do it. You can't rely on Dak Prescott because that's not his deal as a leadership in terms of being that demonstrative. That's not what Dak Prescott has shown to do. And Jerry Jones needs to just shut up, but we know he's not going to. So if you're Micah Parsons, you have to be the dude to say, I'm not going to quit. And if any of you guys feel that way, then we got to have a conversation. And it's not going to be a good conversation as far as that goes. Enough said to me. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. We never quit on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. It's always about the best and the worst of your sports weekend. We give you a little three up and three down. We always flip-flop it because this week I get the positive. Harry gives you the negative. We'll find out who has sung and who got stung courtesy of three up and three down. Number one. Can we get Steph Curry versus Sabrina Nescu every week? Mm-hmm. Just wanting to know for a friend because that was so much fun at the All-Star weekend. We had the three-point contest. And congrats to Damian Lillard, not only the All-Star game MVP, but the three-point shooting champion. But how cool was that? the best shooter ever in the history of the NBA. And then you have Sabrina Inescu, as of right now, the best shooter in the WNBA because Caitlin Clark's not in the WNBA yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Sabrina Inescu wants to keep her queen of the shooting title when Caitlin Clark gets there. But the fact that Steph won that by only three points and just going 
back and forth, back and forth of both of them, and having him say that after the whole thing? Uh, I think I tweeted something, like said, ridiculous, Sabrina, and just acknowledging what she did. I, I talked to her that night, and uh, she challenged me right back and said, hey, I got the record now. Like, we should have a shoot-off. And didn't know what opportunity uh, would present itself to do it. And then this All-Star Weekend, it all kind of came together. Like, we could have our own competition on, on the bright stage of All-Star Saturday night, and it's, now it's here. Yeah, they should do that every week, every year at the NBA. That's my first stop. No, I, I agree. And, Freddie, you know, for her to have 26 points and tie what Damian Lillard had to actually win the three-point contest, mm-hmm. that lets you know that women belong and they're not afraid to be on a certain stage or the big stage. And I think it should be, you know, granted more so often moving forward. Now, my number one down mm-hmm. for this week is going to be Lethe Giselle passing away, man. You talk about a phenomenal uh, college basketball coach, 386 wins in 41 seasons. Uh, I think he was most noted for coaching the Maryland Turpins and especially when Lynn Bias, the, the, the late Lynn Bias, uh, was on that team. Guys like John Lucas that I know r- really well and my family knows really well. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's definitely going to be Miss, you know, coached at Georgia State, James Madison. So truly a sad moment that he's no longer with us. You hear I got the Maryland job? Mm-mm. When he, he was about to be hired, but he didn't know if he wanted to leave to go there. And the athletic director said, if you come to Maryland – you get a chance to hang out with Ted Williams, who was in that city playing for the Washington Senators. And Vince Lombardi had just taken over the then Washington Redskins. He goes, I know I'm not going to pay you a lot of money, but you get a chance to hang out with those guys. That's why I took the Maryland job. Mm. Because they sold the fact that you got two legends in this city. You get a chance to rub elbows with them while trying to build the Maryland program. And it worked. And that's why I left the Jadell, took the job to be Maryland head coach. And you talk about the best win percentage in Maryland history uh, of their basketball program. Lefty Drizel. Yeah, no Rest doubt in about peace, that. my man. No doubt about that. Well done by you. Number two. Yeah. there. When you want to be someplace and it's right around the corner and then you can't be there because you got other obligations and then you watch it on TV and you said, why am I not there? That's how I felt about the NHL Outdoor Weekend Series at MetLife. They had over 70,000 people on Saturday night when the Philadelphia Flyers took on, they had a chance to play against the New Jersey Devils. Then the next day, the Rangers and Islanders played each other, and they had close to 80,000 people watching outdoor hockey in 25, 30-degree temperatures. And the Rangers come back from being down 4-1 to win an overtime 6-5. And I said to myself, I am literally two hours away from this, and I could have been a part of that watching my team. They always, always get it right in the NHL with the outdoor series. 79,000 people, most of them wearing next to nothing because they're just crazy. <laughs> that was so cool to see that yesterday. And the way the Rangers won by scoring that game-winning goal in overtime 10 seconds in, those are the kind of things you say to yourself, that's why we keep doing this each and every year in the NHL when it comes to the Outdoor Weekend Series. Well done well, by I, them. I think it's pretty cool when sports are able to do this. We've seen this uh, women's volleyball, the collegiate oh, level, yeah. mm-hmm. able to do this. I think Caitlin Clark and company, they had an exhibition game. Yes, they did outdoors as well uh, for the NHL to be able to do this. And this is not the first time they did it, but it's a phenomenal thing, right? And I think more sports need to continue to do things of this manner because, it number one, it gives you know more people an opportunity to come support. Absolutely. But you get that unique experience. Now, my number two down, Freddie, I'm going to the NBA All-Star game. Huh. Uh-oh. Luka 
in that heave hole. See, when, when you're ending the half or ending the game and you just want to throw the ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. a quarterback rolls to the right, and we call it the play is called heave hole. Okay. And you, you launch it as far as you can out of bounds. Well, Luca decided he wanted to do a heave hole inbounds from damn near half court and hit <laughs> nothing but the backboard in an all-star game. Made me cringe to another level, but also trying to throw an alley hoop to himself, and he got hung <laughs> underneath the rim. This is a guy that's about 6'6". How are you getting hung? You're an NBA all-star. That's why Luca is on my number two <laughs> down for this week. Remember the old Sprite commercial when the guy goes to dunk and he gets Sprited? Yep. <laughs> and that's what Luca looked like. He looked like a 2024 sure version of getting sprited in that commercial. Last but not least, part of three, down, three up, three down. We do that each and every Monday here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Number three. How about the University of South Carolina women's basketball team? Right now, yeah. they're two unbeatable teams in sports. UConn men's basketball is one. Unanimous pick to be a number one team so far this week by the AP poll. The other one is South Carolina, setting an SEC record by beating Georgia yesterday of 43 wins in a row in conference. By the way, Dawn Staley is going to get a statue outside of Colonial Life Arena because they told her, why are you leaving Temple to go to football NASCAR country? You're not going to win there. A lot of people, a lot of egg on their face right now. 43 SEC wins in a row. Nobody saw this coming from this team undefeated. The only undefeated team in women's basketball right now in college because they lost everybody. When it came to last year's team, that was undefeated until I would beat them in the NCAA semifinal. Dawn Staley, that may not be the only statue that's going to be in likeness of her in front of maybe a lot of buildings in the state of South Carolina. And high praises for Coach Dawn Staley being able to, number one, keep it real with her players, not you know, feeling like she has to babysit them, but actually treat them like grown women, uh, being able to be an ear for those ladies as well, still keeping in contact with former players, yeah. but also giving parents that send their kid off to South Carolina a sense of security that their baby's going to be okay. So Amen. shout out to her for being able to do that and also winning on the highest level. Now, my third down this week, a coach that I'm very familiar with because he used to coach at the University of Louisville, Rick Patino, but now he's at St. John's. Mm-hmm. And his basketball team they've lost three of the last 10 at three or seven in their last 10 games but i want y'all to hear rick patino calling out his basketball team now i think they're unathletic i don't think they move well laterally i don't think they're gonna pick it up in the next week um i think they're slow laterally i mean Mm -hmm. sean conway gives you everything he can he's slow laterally about five guys are slow laterally even even the celtics when we lost I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had Oof. since I've been coaching. Oh. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. Okay. They hear, but they don't listen. Oof. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Oh, two. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. uh, Just try to get as many wins as you possibly can and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. Freddie. Savage. I'm not, I don't want to laugh. 
But you talk about a coach keeping it real. Man. Yeah, but he he's slow laterally. He he can't move. And we got a lot of guys that can't move laterally. Wow. I've been trying to teach these guys <laughs> to to throw a bounce pass for one month, actually two months. You can tell he's fed up. <laughs> but Rick Bettino, man, <laughs> uh, uh, you may have kept it a little too real, man, <laughs> with, yeah. your, with your players. Wow, that's cold for a lot of these guys that are here now will not be here next year. They may have eligibility. They can have eligibility somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You think I hit the transfer portal hard my first year at St. John's. Man, I'm going to hit that like two boxers in a ring by the time this offseason is over. I mean, Coach Patino, what do you expect? I mean, you're not going to get the Louisville recruits there. I mean, what do you expect, Coach? Yeah, put it this way. I think he'll take, I think he'll take the Iona recruits that he had at that <laughs> school before he left Iona to go to St. John's. Uh, can I add a, a, a bonus uh, three up for the weekend? Sure. Absolutely. Brittany, Brittany so, Griner getting her hold jersey. On, hold on a second. Hold on. Number four. Brittany Griner getting her jersey retired by Baylor this weekend. That's pretty That was cool. awesome. Yeah. Considering everything that she's gone through over the last yeah. three or so years, yeah. had her jersey retired. She actually dunked at the ceremony, too, to show that she still had it. So that, that's shout fantastic. out, special shout out to Brittany Griner. Yeah, because I wonder if that would have happened if Kim Mulkey was still the coach at Baylor. Mm. <laughs> Did I say out loud? Mm. Have I said too much? Have Look, I gone too far? Rick Patino, you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me in trouble with people. I can do it all by myself. Thank you very much. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Keep weighing in. How would you fix, if that's possible, maybe the unfixable NBA All-Star game? We want to hear from you on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. And also join that conversation on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How would you fix this seemingly right now unfixable NBA All-Star game, 888-729-3776? And where, oh, where will Freddie and Harry place Kirk Cousins, Saquon Barkley, and other NFL potential free agents in 2024. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
It is Reggae Monday version known as Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio 15 minutes away from your thoughts, your suggestions, anything to fix the NBA All-Star game. We'll hear what you have to say in 15 minutes. Join the Freddie and Harry call in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. But March 11th is a landmark kind of day in the National Football League because it happens every year. That's when the legal tampering period begins where you can try to go out to free agents. It starts from noon Eastern time that Monday, March 11th to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, March 13th. So we're going to bring in our producer, Shannon Penn. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee one of the selections we'll make will really make him upset when it comes to the best landing spot for these NFL free agents. Shannon Penn, go. All right, we'll start with Kirk Cousins. Harry, what's the best landing spot for Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins? Honestly, for me, when it comes to Kirk Cousins, I'm going to go to Minnesota Vikings. And just think about this football team. If he wouldn't have got hurt last year, how we've seen everything play out. They were still in the hunt, still contending for a playoff berth, even when he got hurt. Uh, some poor quarterback play down the stretch really hurt this team and affected them. But you look at what they have on the offensive side of the ball. You talk about Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Jordan Addison, a first-round draft pick who had a phenomenal year, mm-hmm. and also the tight end position in which they have a major upgrade as well. So I'm going to try to see if I can keep Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter if it's Minnesota, the Falcons, the Steelers, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. All of those teams are going to consider him tearing his Achilles and kind of project where he's going to be and what he should be getting paid based off of that. So, But for me, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. At first, I wanted to say the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you brought up a very important point, how he's going to recover from that torn Achilles injury. You're hoping he's ready at the beginning of the season, but nobody really, really knows because you get to a certain age, you don't recover as quickly from a debilitating injury like that. So I'm with you. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. If it's not them, my second choice would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I can't see any other team taking a chance, no matter how terrific Kirk Cousins has been in the Minnesota Vikings uniform. All right, Freddie, next up on the list, what's the best landing spot for Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans? To me, the best spot for him, although he won't go there, but the best spot for him would be the Buffalo Bills. You need somebody else that can go with Stephon Diggs, that can make plays on the outside because you thought Gabe Davis was going to be that guy. He won't cost as much against the salary cap, so you have to finagle some things. I know that if you're the Buffalo Bills, like I said, we said best landing spot. You need a wide receiver like that that can command those kind of double teams and beat double teams and reduce that stress on Stephon Diggs and give another option a wide receiver when it comes to Josh Allen. To me, That'll make a lot of sense for a team that needed that to combat what was not going on when Gabe Davis was not able to step up and fill that bill. I have a surprise for you guys. You talk about a team that I'm about to mention right now in the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Who have, they have a young quarterback coming back, Anthony okay. Richardson. Also, Michael Pittman is a free agent. So right. why not bring in a guy that is sure-handed, you know has had a 1,000 yards receiving every year he's been in the National Football League. Right now, the Colts, they have $58.9 million in cap space, so they have the room as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Indy. Listening, liking, not opposed to that. All right, Harry, what's the best landing spot for Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones? 
Yeah, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that he's been playing for his entire career and what he's been able to do there. So for them, uh, they need to go ahead and franchise tag him, even though it's going to be $32 million and not the the Dean $19 million at the D-tackle position uh, franchise tag uh, warrants. Yeah. Uh, but for Chris Jones, he's a game, cha- game changer. So and you work on be able to work on a deal after that franchise tag. Best landing spot for him? Anywhere. NFL. CFL, UFL, <laughs> Empire Football League. I don't care. That you it is the Kansas City Chiefs. But he fits anywhere. No matter what defense you run. It could be a three four, it could be a four three. Chris Jones is a wrecking machine. And you look at him and you say, We should be able to block him a lot better. Then you see some of the little subtle things that he's able to do. Split mm-hmm. double teams. Use that speed to get around the corner, line him on the outside. On the inside, pushing guys back into the lap of the quarterback or into the lap of the running back. I don't care what kind of football league you have. You could have the Harry Douglas football league. He fits anywhere. It's Kansas City. But that bro's no joke when it comes to Chris Jones. All right, Freddie. Here we go. Best landing spot. <laughs> it's about to get good. The Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. It ain't your New York Giants. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That's not even close to being the best landing spot. I'll say this. The best landing spot for a guy like Saquon Barkley that would have the most effect for him would be the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. You need a guy like that if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Powell's a nice guy in space, but you can't tell me that Saquon Barkley, with his toughness running the football, catching the ball out of the backfield, he doesn't have to worry about carrying a quarterback like he's had to do with the New York Giants or carrying a franchise. To me, that is the best possible landing spot. The Cowboys won't do it, but he would be perfect for that offense and the way he can produce in the passing game and in the running game as well. Sorry, Shannon, but I'm not picking a giant. So I'm going to go with the Houston Texans to be paired Ooh. up with C.J. Stroud and Ooh. a lot of other young guys that they have on that football team. Okay. Bobby Slug is an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You got to look at Christian McCaffrey and the way Kyle Shanahan used him. Bobby Slowick came from a San Francisco tree as well. So you can only think that they would use Saquon Barkley a lot of ways that we've seen Christian McCaffrey actually get used. Running that eight choice come out of the backfield, being able to put send him on wheel routes, getting him matched up with linebackers. And you're talking about a guy in CJ Stroud who is one of the youngest, hottest things happening in the National Football League. Yeah. So I'm going to Houston Texans. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you the best landing spot for NFL free agents. The legal tamping period begins on March 11th. That's really right around the corner here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Once again, he's the very disappointed New York Giants fan that is Shannon Penn, our producer. Look, I don't mind Harry. Saquon to Houston. As long as it's not the Cowboys. ABC. Anybody but Cowboys. <laughs> I'll take Saquon going to Houston. All right, Harry. What about Baker Mayfield? What's the best landing spot for Baker Mayfield? I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What he was able to do this season and you know, throwing the football consistently, being a guy that they can count on, made the playoffs, hosted a playoff game, beat the Philadelphia Eagles, had a, a solid game, in my opinion, versus the Detroit Lions up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think what Baker Mayfield did was resurrect his career at the quarterback position mm-hmm. and basically say, hey, this guy probably can be a starter moving forward. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're exactly right. So I'm going to choose another team just for the show's sake. The Denver Broncos. He has everything you're looking for if you're Sean Payton, a quarterback that's young enough that's had success in this league, 
a quarterback that can run a running offense. We saw what he did with the Cleveland Browns. A quarterback that can still make plays down the field. You still have guys that you can get the ball downfield to when it comes to Sutton and also Judy, especially as being kind of playmakers. And we saw that he can also play and hit the tight end as well. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're not letting him out of the building. If they do, well, they get what they deserve. But if he had to go somewhere else, Sean Payne should be going, <laughs> in the power. <laughs> I can move on from Sierra's husband and get the guy I really want. <laughs> when it comes to Baker Mayfield, the Denver Broncos, that would be a perfect marriage, both of those two together. All right, Freddie, let's go to the wideouts. What's the best landing spot for Jaguars receiver Calvin Ridley? Anywhere. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, anywhere. I know the easy answer is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll give you a better spot because they're going to lose T. Higgins, the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. Calvin really be perfect with Jamar Chase and those guys and Joe Burrow coming back, throwing him the football. I mean, Joe Burrow knows them. They played against each other when they played in the SEC. Joe Burrow at LSU and Calvin Ridley at Alabama. So he's not leaving Jacksonville. But he would, can you imagine him, Jamar Chase, also Tyler Boyd, if he doesn't go anywhere in that offense for the Cincinnati Bengals and they're going to keep Joe Mixon running back? You may lose T. Higgins. That'd be the perfect guy to replace him with when it comes to Calvin Ridley. I actually like that one if you're going to lose T. Higgins. Freddie, I do believe, though, that they're going to franchise T. Higgins, though. Um, they should. And try, and try to give it another year. For me, I'm going to go Shannon, the New York Giants, right? Okay. They need a prolific wide receiver, a guy that's like a route, that. running, route runner that can win uh, against man coverage, can win on all levels, short, intermediate, and also deep. So I'm going to go to New York Giants. I like that. Big fan of that. All right, Harry, what about LeJarrius Sneed? What's the best landing spot for Chiefs cornerback LeJarrius Sneed? Man, I've been waiting on this one, Shannon. It's about time you got to him. Ah! Come on down to Atlanta, baby, where we know you can play man coverage. You can be on an island, and we know you're going to win your matchup. You're going to hem receivers up like a pair of pants on a cloak, <laughs> on, a, on a hanger, on a wire. So I want LeJarrius Sneed to bring his talent, not to South Beach, but to the A-Town, baby. Uh-huh. Come on to Atlanta, LeJarrius. I love that pick. He would be perfect for your defense. I'll give you a better one, though, in my opinion. The Detroit Lions. Ooh. What was their problem against San Francisco in the second half, especially when their quarterback broke contain and made plays downfield with his legs, also his arm? They couldn't stay attached to wide receivers. And Brandon Ayuk got loose. We know that their, their guy, Debo Samuel, he got loose. Jawan Jennings. You have a guy like that, and in that division, when you got to deal with Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison of the Minnesota Vikings, all those young studs that are going to get even better with the Green Bay Packers and DJ Moore, the Chicago Bears. What do the Lions not have? A guy that can wall off a side of a field when it comes to Jerry Sneed. I think he would be the perfect choice for a Lions team that's a cornerback or two away from being that team that can finally get to a Super Bowl. Freddie, in my opinion, that is a solid choice, the Detroit Lions, because if it's one thing they lack, it was the cornerback position being consistent and being able to come up and make plays when they needed to. Also, if they can add a pass rusher to Aiden Hutchinson, you look at the Lions right now, they have over $44.8 million in cap space. Now, that's probably going to get better, uh, depending on if they release some guys and let them go of their contracts or whatnot. So, uh, I I like that pick in the Detroit Lions. by the way, now Detroit becomes a place that free agents want to go to and not just for money. That's right. You can look at that place and say, I can get paid, but I, I'll play for that guy when it comes to Dan Campbell. I got a quarterback that I know will have my back. And Jared Goff and their culture that they've been able to build, 
that could be a really good landing spot for a couple of free agents that may look at Detroit and not just look at that as a stopover on the plane to get to somewhere else. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance for motorcycles and boats and RVs. So if you need protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We always need help on this show, but we really need your help when it comes to trying to fix what seems to be the unfixable, the NBA All-Star Game. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Help us to help us. By fixing the NBA All-Star Game, 888-729-3776. Your calls are next to Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It's a reggae Monday. I'm Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. How would you fix seemingly the unfixable when it comes to the NBA All-Star Game? Not All-Star Weekend. That's fine. But the NBA All-Star Game. It's time for you to bring your repair kit at Triple Eight say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Because we run out of ideas. We need ideas from you. John in California, how would you, quote-unquote, fix the NBA All-Star Game, my friend? Hey, what's up, everybody? I love you guys, man. You can know, you get, know my name out of the Amazon guy. I drive daily, and you guys give me a break from the daily ground, bro, every day. Uh, <laughs> First and foremost, I can't stand LeBron. He he's like the ambassador to me for that load management, no pride in playing. He would never play against Kobe. He never like guarding anybody. So like my suggestion to fix the All Star game would be you got to give these guys like a weekly pass or vacation for the winners or something. You know what I mean? They could oh, they could just go visit their wives, their mistress, go go do whatever they have to do. <laughs> To get back and start start playing some basketball, man. Cause <laughs> when he yeah. gets load management passes, that's what John in California essentially said. John, we trying to stop load management. <laughs> We're not trying to encourage it. Come on, John. We appreciate you being a faithful listener, but John, we we are not encouraging load load management. But, over you, here. but you know, if that was the incentive. Kawhi oh. Leonard to go off for a hundred in an All Star game. Oh, Kawhi, man, he may be perfect from the field. <laughs> Perfect from the field. One of my favorites is Easy E, Eric in New York. My man, how would you fix the NBA All Star game, Eric? First of all, how you doing, guys? Hope okay. you had a great weekend. Same and, time. Um, Harry, I'm happy for you. You know, doing things with the family. Awesome, my brother. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. Um, before I thank you, 
before I address the NBA, I got to say something because y'all, again, y'all, y'all brought up the Giants and say Quan Barkley. I understand it's inevitable that he's probably going to leave. Freddie can't have him. Freddie, if you take <laughs> Saquon, you got to take. If you take Saquon, you got to take Daniel Jones. It's a package deal. <laughs> That's it. Package deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Sa- Saquon gonna be like, no, no, no. We <laughs> won the package deal. We got paid. <laughs> All right. So let me say this about the All Star game. First of all, the answers in the locker room. It's really up to them. Yep. It's really up to them. But I do have an idea. How about the first and second year? You know, the, the what do you call them? The newcomers or whatever. The new, the new kids. Uh, Rising stars. Second year All-Star. Rising stars game. Have them, have them, yeah, the Rising Stars. How about the Rising Stars against the, um, you know, against the perennial All-Stars? You know, I, that to me, you got to make it competitive. I mean, I don't understand why these guys don't want to go at it. Because to me, you're going to get hurt by loafing, by not playing hard. You're more likely to get hurt. I, I love the old days. Man, I go back to this, uh, the 69-70 Knicks. We used to watch the Knicks on Channel 9. Wow. Eric, I'll tell you what, what I want. I want mm-hmm. international players mm-hmm. versus North American players. That's what I want moving forward when it comes to the All-Star game. Adam Silva, I need you to make it happen. I think that would also make the game more competitive. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to what you just said and what Eric said. You have like the Rising Stars versus the Perino All-Stars. That would get competitive because you don't want the young squads going up and on you. And guys like Benedict Matherin want to show exactly this is what you're going to be in for, the kid from Indiana Pacers, for the rest of the time you're in the NBA because I'm just getting started. Sean in Spokane, Washington. Sean, how would you fix the NBA All-Star game or can it be fixed? Hey, guys, how's it going? We're good, my man. I think what they need to do is combine the All-Stars and the Rising Stars. You make the top, the star, All-Star starters become captains for a three-on-three tournament. Okay. Anything that's new, I'm not opposed to. Somebody call Ice Cube the big three. The big three, yeah. Yeah, want to make sure that, that, that that's a patent. Mm-hmm. And he's already been making a couple of noise things about the NBA keeping the big three away a little bit in other networks as well. Mm-hmm. Although I do not want to get on Ice Cube's bad side. It's the last thing I want. Just <laughs> putting it out there in terms no of... No Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> still my favorite part <laughs> in that movie. Straight out of Compton, <laughs> when he let loose and easy use it. Yeah, Jerry... This doesn't work. He don't <laughs> care about lawyers. <laughs> and I cleaned that up. Believe me, when it comes to straight out of Compton. <laughs> no Vaseline, baby. My part's solidified. <laughs> <laughs> He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. And Freddie and Harry keep weighing in. How would you fix the NBA All-Star game at 888-729-3776? So LeBron is determined that no matter what you think his future is going to be, he wants to end it as a Laker. I am a Laker. At least for right now. But will he? I am a Laker. For the rest of his career. Someone will speak about that next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.